One, two, three, four. Screen time! Screen time! Screen time! Screen time! It's my screen time too! To it's my screen time too, the podcast where two moms finally stay up late to watch SNL and realize they have no idea who any of the stars are. I am embarrassed to admit that I just had to look up Cardi B and John Mulaney. Oh, <laughs> well, you know what? Everybody else had to look up John Mulaney too, sadly. Okay, okay. I don't feel so bad. He's a very funny well, guy, but not terribly famous. I'm Deborah, and I'm Katie. And we have a very special guest this week, Amy Patton. Welcome, Amy. Thanks. Yay. Hello. So Amy and I go way back. We were freshman college roommates. What? Yeah. And you still and like each other? <laughs> yeah. We still see each other a, once a month or more. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm so impressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. U of M did good on the luck of the draw. Yeah. Nice. Um, she's got two boys who are in elementary school, and she is um, publishing her first novel. Congratulations. Hoping to publish. Fingers crossed this weekend. Find the right agent. That's awesome. Do you have like a general plot synopsis for us? Uh, yes. It takes place in the 1830s in Ireland, and it... Um, and Ina Fitzpatrick has to uh, match her wiles against the British Empire and the Fae and uh, save her village. Oh, so it's like sort of historical fantasy? Yes. Magical realism is the uh, technically fancy name. Ah, yes. Sorry. <laughs> I was not an English major. That is really exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Do you want to let us know a title so we can all run out and buy it when it comes out? Oh, it's called A Short and Unhappy Courtship. Put it on your Goodreads list, everybody. I don't know, Deborah. do we even have to say how old our kids are? Mine is almost three. Five, five, and eight. <laughs> and Amy, <laughs> you, could, you could talk about how old your kids are. Um, ben is 11 and Nick is nine. This is the point in our podcast where we usually tell a quick and adorable or awful story about our children. Um... <laughs> Deborah, do you want to start? Well, I have a podcast adjacent story because we're holding this janky microphone. <laughs> and so I thought I would go buy a microphone that had an intact stand. So I took my twins to this office depot that is pretty close to my house. And it's like I live in the city of Minneapolis so I can either drive to a nearby suburb where all the shoppers are like moms in their 30s and 40s driving minivans, or I can go to a little bit closer of a strip mall. And it's just a more diverse crowd. Like it's just a more urban experience. So I had my kids in there shopping for a microphone and all of a sudden like a dozen cops storm into the store Whoa. wearing bulletproof vests some of them and I was like in line to check out and the lady in front of me was kind of like what's going on and I was like do they have a shoplifter <laughs> and the cashier was like really chill about it and she was like nah 
there's this guy that comes in all the time and does drugs in the bathroom and we just got sick of it. <laughs> A dozen <laughs> police officers. And then they escorted him out and our car was blocked in by the ambulance and like the eight police cars in the parking lot. And then I had to have like a long conversation about street drugs with my kids and how you get in trouble doing street drugs and need an ambulance. So that's been conversation fodder all for all the whole week. I bet. (laughs) Now, is it wrong that the first question that came to my head was when you were sitting there waiting for your car to become unblocked how many additional office supplies did you have to buy because your kids were like I want that pink highlighter we went to the dollar store okay (laughs) that's better and for the record office depot on Nicolet and Lake does not stock standalone microphones oh well I shouldn't have started with you because your story was really good Amy maybe you should go next Have your kids done anything particularly adorable this week? Uh, A little bit. Yes, my children are always adorable. Um, No, we were talking about, I don't know how Game of Thrones came up. Um, And my younger son, the nine-year-old, was like, oh, that's the one with dragons? I'm like, yeah. He goes, can I watch it? I'm like, no, it's pretty naughty. He goes, as naughty as Jumanji? I go, well... No, sweetie, a lot naughtier. He goes, how is that possible? There were so many swear words in Jumanji. And I'm like, oh, well, this one had um, some violence and some nudity. And then they're like, what's that? I'm like, oh. So it was one of those parenting moments. So I, they are now are not thinking they're going to watch Game of Thrones. So we're good. Well, you know what? If if your kids are of a certain age and you like actually go into the fact that there's nudity, maybe they won't want to. Yeah, they were both very much opposed to it. Yeah. 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 The whole cootie thing is still alive and strong in our house. Oh, that's a relief. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Well, I actually, I'm kind of stalling because I didn't write anything down. Not that Jay didn't do anything cute. I guess his latest thing is he kind of has an imaginary friend for the first time. Oh, I love imaginary friends. And that imaginary friend is Batman. So every time I go in to like get him in the morning or wake him up from his nap, he's like, Batman was just standing here. We were talking. (laughs) That's super cute. But on the other hand, I will jump in a lake if I have to watch the Lego Batman movie again. Mm. Deborah, have there been any changes to your screen time policy? No changes. Yeah, ours is the same. Other than, you know, constantly go Batman. But Amy, tell us how you handle screen time in your house. Yes. (laughs) Ah, well, we are technically on a no screen on the weekdays. So just on the weekend, Saturdays and Sundays. And then they can earn two hours by doing their responsibilities, like practicing violin and doing homework, taking the dog for a walk. Um, So that's our official policy. Um, but my youngest doesn't wake up very well, and so I do sometimes bribe him with cartoons to finally get him out of bed. <laughs> so then he can watch a little bit of cartoons, and then he gets moving in the morning. Okay. Yeah. So this was a good pick, then, today's subject. But before we launch it into it, I really, we need to talk about Jumanji, because, Amy, have <laughs> you seen it? <laughs> yes, we did family movie night, and it made me wish I'd previewed it. 
Oh, really? <laughs> there was so much swearing. What is it rated? Um, Not high enough. I didn't even oh. check because we didn't watch it with Jay. Um, but it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay, so I was reading, just randomly reading an article about The Rock's new movie, Rampage, and how terrible it is. And I think it was in Vulture. But the author was saying that The Rock is incredibly charismatic, but he's had three consecutive flops. And they mentioned Rampage and before that Baywatch and Jumanji. And I just had to do a double take because I thought Jumanji was really good. Mm -hmm. But apparently I not only love Jack Black in School of Rock, but I also love him when embodying a teenage girl in Jumanji. <laughs> he did such a good job. He was so spot on. Yep. It was really funny. Wow. I have to see this. It's hard to like carve time in your schedule for a kid's movie that you can't watch with your kids yet. <laughs> True. Right. It was It was really entertaining. But it did make me think of my perennial question, which is, did I love it because it was funny or because my taste has gotten worse since I became a mom? <laughs> Which I feel like is something I ask in every episode. I feel like every movie, like adult movie that I watch, I love so much. <laughs> I was way more discerning before I got to watch a movie like every two months. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And like also every night out you have is like perfect. Doesn't matter yes. what you do. I don't know. I think I um I think I'm more picky now since I have less time. Like mm. I guess like something doesn't make in the first three minutes. I'm just done with it. Okay. Yeah. Netflix I don't think likes me, but that's okay. Oh, so you you'll like watch something and then like just send it right back. So you're a uh, channel flipper. Yes. Is there a word for that on Netflix? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. What's the opposite of binge watching? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we move on to our topic for the day? Sure. We reviewed an app, you guys. Planet Pilkey. So exciting. Uh, <laughs> it's an app based on the books of Dave Pilkey, who's written Captain Underpants, and it's produced by Scholastic Inc., that ubiquitous ca catalog that your kids get once a month once they go to school. So the app lets you wander through neighborhoods and encounter characters from Pilkey's books. You can play games, do jobs. Um, it tries to keep you coming back to the app by giving assigning daily quests. Um, you can also design your own comic strip using prefabricated drawings from the Dogman books. Um, it also includes excerpts and from Pilkey's books and quizzes about Pilkey's books. And if you've read Dave Pilkey's books like Captain Underpants or Super Diaper Baby or Dog Man, you can imagine the style. It's like very rudimentary <laughs> drawings, a lot of potty humor. Uh, so why did we pick it? Were your kids particularly interested in it? In, in it? Wow, I can talk. Were your kids particularly interested in it? Yes. So they love the Captain Underpants movie. We've seen that a bunch of times. Any opportunity they have for movie night, that's what they'll pick. And we <laughs> got the Planet Pilkey app because I think it's advertised in the back of one of the books that we have. Mm -hmm. And um, my five-year-old Nate just loves the app. 
So, and I guess we should specify that it's a free app, right? So, if you're interested, <laughs> right? Can I go back to something you said earlier about the Scholastic book orders? I love the book orders. I give my kids markers, one for each kid, like a color for each kid, and they circle all the books they like. And then I go to the library page and I put them on hold. And so we get lots and lots of books and it doesn't cost me anything and it's delightful. Although I once had like 57 holds and I was a little embarrassed by that, but the librarians know me really well. I love that they still get the experience of circling things in a catalog like, that's not something that's gone away in today's technological age. Yeah, mine love doing that, too. I have zero experience with kids' apps. Like, I only know the the educational ones so far. Like, we're just, just dipping our toes into them. So I have, like, zero experience of game-related kids' apps. So this is really interesting pick for me, and I'm excited to talk about it. Do you guys as kids play with a lot of apps? They... You go, go ahead. Oh, my boys love apps. So Ben saved up his money and bought an iPod. So oh, wow. yeah, so we do lots of apps in our house. Yeah, I my kids like any kind of game app. I feel like the kids ones, they blow through right away and then mm-hmm. they just sit on the iPad taking up memory and what they really go back to is like Super Mario Run. <laughs> Again and again. Yeah. And that's just basically a video game. Yep. On yep. The iPad. Well, you guys are definitely going to have to take the lead on this one because, like I said, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Do you guys want to talk first about uh, the Dave Pilkey books? Because, again, I don't have any experience with them. And every time I walked past the library in the, in the app where they had excerpts from the books, I'm like, I should probably go in there and read some. But I never did. So <laughs> talk to me about the Dave Pilkey books. <laughs> Do you have a favorite of his series? Oh, I, they're not my... Um, I I like Captain Underpants. It's the only one I've read. And I just liked it because it was something that appealed to non-readers. So mm. I don't actually... But, but yeah, my kids had to earn Dave Pilkey. Like they had to be seven before we allowed them to read it. Because my husband... he does bedtime and he refused to read the stories out loud so and then when they were seven they were deemed old enough to read them by themselves so Deborah, how about you I actually love Dave Pilkey books and I have read the Dogman books to my kids and I will laugh out loud along with them maybe my sense of humor is a little juvenile (laughs) (laughs) But I have no problem. And I, I think I as I've read them, I've discovered that I think the title is really provocative of the Captain Underpants books and the and the super diaper baby books. But then there's really not that much potty humor in the books. And like the drawings in Dogman, I mean I can draw as well as the <laughs> drawings in Dogman, and I have no drawing skills. So that always makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have kind of a soft spot for Dave Pilkey. I lift, listened to a podcast called The Yarn, which is put out by School Library Journal, and they interviewed him. And I had no idea he was um, he's dyslexic. He really struggled as a reader as a kid, and he got sent out into the hallway all the time when he was a kid until like eighth grade when an English teacher walked by and noticed that he was like doodling and writing the whole time and um, encouraged him to keep it up and he won 
a contest, like, I think he was still in high school and got his first book published that way. And he is all about um, how choice in reading is important and there needs to be something for everybody and um, reading levels shouldn't matter and content shouldn't matter. Like it just matters that kids read. And I love that. Yeah. This is turning into a book podcast, (laughs) not a screen time podcast. But I did just want to know a little background on the books because like I said, I have no idea. So just the basics of the app, like Deborah said when she introduced it, you're walking through this neighborhood. Um, I guess I should also preface this by saying that I don't play video games either. <laughs> so Me even neither. as an adult, like I don't, I don't do like adult apps. But it seems to me that there are like different types of video games and there are some that are like structured where you have quests and such and some where like the point is just to wander around and like see how beautiful it is. Is does that sound like any sort of does that correspond to reality or no? Uh I don't know. You mean like <laughs> Zelda versus Mario? Like Okay, we're all old. <laughs> Okay, so it seemed like this app took a stab at combining those two things where you can just kind of wander around aimlessly. The the thing that I compared Tapping it to... Tapping on, like, the uh, toilets that have been sprayed with <laughs> the Alive <Yes>. spray. <laughs> I think I had to catch pigeons in one of mine. <laughs> yeah, I, I did some pigeon catching myself. So you did a lot of just walking around, and then you also had more structured things to do. So it seems like it was made to appeal to people who liked either of those things. And I guess Mm -hmm. I would put myself in the enjoy structure camp, surprise, surprise. (laughs) So did you guys find yourself doing more wandering around, or were you always looking for things to do? um, My attention span wasn't very long, so I would wander, do something. Yeah, I didn't last very long. I think I don't like the wandering. I think I'm more of an action type. Yeah. Yeah, and the on the games, the it was so so slow. Like mm-hmm. most video games are too fast for me. Like Fruit Ninja. I'm like <laughs> Jesus, stop! <laughs> I can't keep up. Uh, but the, this was really slow moving. Mm-hmm. I did like the like the only thing I really enjoyed was the comics where you could make your own comics. Yeah. Um, that reminded me a lot of like the old school computer games that I used to play as a kid. Mm-hmm. That really weren't mm-hmm. even games. They were probably just like storybook makers or whatever. And as for the book excerpts, I did take a quiz on one of the Dogman books. I got five out of five. Woohoo! Did you earn some moolah? Not- I probably I didn't want Nate to know that I was playing. So I X'd out of it, I think, before I could claim the moolah. That would have been so fun for Nate to go in and be like, suddenly I have all this moolah. Because <laughs> that was the goal, listeners. That was the goal of the of the app is to earn money, which they call moolah. So every time you complete a quest uh, by getting all the garbage cans that are alive or getting all the pigeons or whatever, you get some money. Or there was just random money lying around, too. And so the ultimate point was that you would buy things with that money. It was kind of Sims-like in that way. Mm, I never played Sims. No. Did you? Wow, that was one of the few games that I played. <laughs> because it was it like the world's that... most boring video game. Like, you just lived someone's life. 
Yeah. It made me think of the Miis for the Nintendo, like Wii, like how you can build your own little avatars. Mm. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. What did you think just of the basics of the gameplay? Because I, as previously mentioned, am an old person who doesn't play apps. So I found the navigation to be really frustrating. Like you were supposed to tap and like your avatar would go to that side of the screen. And once you tapped on the side, it would move on to the next frame, I guess. And I found it to be really clumsy. Like I did a lot of essentially just like mashing the screen being like, move there, please. Yeah, I got stuck in a corner once. It was kind of sad. I couldn't get out. <laughs> Some like other avatar was coming up to me and I had stranger danger and just exited out. But I'm sure they were friendly. Yeah, I did not find it to be intuitive at all, which I blame on myself because I don't play any kind of apps or video games. So so maybe it didn't... was just us because we're old. <laughs> so I both of my boys really took to it and would ask to play it like unprompted. So they really took to it. And I don't know if this is an official segment part, but I went online and looked up a review. And one of the reviews is like, if you don't like it, it's because there's something wrong with you. Like what? Oh. That's a terrible review. I'm like, I'm too old. That's what's wrong with me. But you heard it, it was very first, sad. Guys, there's something wrong with all of us. <laughs> um, I thought speaking of the moolah and capitalist uh indoctrination. <laughs> yeah. Um do you think that this app is just meant to sell Dave Pilkey books? Yes. I think it was just created to promote his books I don't think there was a lot of thought probably put into the games Mm -hmm. and content and navigation it's a scholastic site Mm -hmm. so I'm sure the publisher did it to bring people in Mm -hmm. to the universe and all the billboards in the town have ads for dog man and uh (laughs) yeah it kind of brings a downer note to your heartwarming story about how we should all love Dave Pilkey because it just seems kind of crass to be like, oh, I built this useless app so kids would buy my books. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think anytime the app is free, you are the content that is getting sold. Like you're agreeing, I mean, it's like you're agreeing to see ads for cars when you watch a YouTube video, mm-hmm. I guess, That's is true. the way I look at it. We've given it all away. (laughs) (laughs) It's sad that we're just so defeatist about it now. Fine. Have all my personal data. I don't care. (laughs) I assume there's some spark of human soul that's left to me alone, but I'm not quite sure. (laughs) Let's get down to brass tacks here. Did you guys have fun playing this app? No. 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 My kids did. (laughs) No. Not even making comics? I had fun exploring that feature, but it's not something that I ever need to do again. <laughs> right. Did you make them say naughty things? No. Oh, no. Man, Can you? Can you create your own text? Yeah. Ooh. Maybe oh. I didn't get that far. Yeah. You. Well, the whole interface was very clunky, so I'm not surprised that you didn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never went to the library. Um, so what games did you play or jobs did you do or quests did you complete? I did the Catching Petey, I think it was called, where you go through a maze and swipe, Ooh. and you have to get, like, jewels or something. I thought it was quite fun. I just did I t- tic-tac-toe and rock, paper, scissors. I think there's more to this app than I realized. 
I didn't see any of those things. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe Probably I... because you you didn't download it. There's like a whole tutorial at the beginning that like kind of laid out <laughs> where everything was. But it was already on your phone and you were trying to be a shadow player. So <laughs> I did. I did watch the tutorial like at the end. Oh, OK. Of the portion, which is <sighs> explains a lot about what's wrong with my life. <laughs> so did you just walk around tapping trash cans? For a while. And then I discovered the world, like that there were places once you clicked on the globe mm-hmm. or the world. And then I watched the tutorial. <laughs> Do you, uh, have you ever stopped and asked for directions when you're driving? Yes. All the time. <laughs> Um, not in a long time. Oh. I'm just wondering if those two things correspond. Do you oh. read the instructions when you get IKEA furniture? <laughs> well, you can't read them because there's no words. Sorry, do you use them? <laughs> Katie, one thing we learned in library school is that there's a lot of different learning styles. <laughs> And one learning style is a person does not like to be told what to do. They learn through exploration. Because you're independent. You want to do it your own way. <laughs> I, I think I just, I just am not a video game person. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And I don't think it's our age exactly. I think. Oh, no, because there are tons of people our age who are very much video game people. Yeah, lots. Yeah. I don't have any statistics in front of me, but wouldn't you think that the majority of like the video game industry is making its money off of people our age? Yes, because they have the money. Mm-hmm. A six-year-old can't buy a sixty-dollar game on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't the most coveted market like the eighteen to thirty-four-year-old demographic? Mm-hmm. Not, and I am older than that, but not by a lot. The one other technical thing that really bothered me is when I did choose to like do a quest or do a job, it doesn't allow you to do other things in the world while you're doing that job. So at one point, I took a job delivering newspapers, and I had to deliver five newspapers to five specific people, and I just had to wander around until I found those five people, and I never really had a very good grasp of what the map looked like in my head. Mm-hmm. Um so it took a really long time and it was really quite dull. My only other complaint was about the sign up process. I didn't like that you had to give like a real name and a real age. Mm, and that mm. made me, I mean, so I signed myself up. So I, but I would, I don't know if I would have felt comfortable putting my children's information out there like that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really like that feature that you had to have real info. Mm-hmm. Does the fact that, it, that the app was put out by like a reputable publishing house allay any of those fears like it's not like you were just giving that information to I don't know Russian bots you were giving it to Scholastic who will supposedly use it probably to sell books to your kids but like at least you kind of know what you're getting into in the bargain honestly no I just really don't like having their info out if I don't I mean like yeah yeah same you know I like websites where you can buy something and then sign out as guest Mm -hmm. yes and then you don't have to create an account I really preferred that and they have your credit card information and your address (laughs) and like your like they have everything about you but you don't need a password (laughs) (laughs) which I think is what I really like about it (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, should we move on to our uh, to the questions we ask every week to the extent that we can apply them to this app? Yeah, and since we have a one of our most favorite best listeners of our <laughs> podcast here, what do you think of that section? Do you like it? The HBO reboots? Yeah. You make me realize how very out of touch I am with modern celebrities and TV shows, but it's good. Keeps me on my toes. Well, that's a good compliment. Yeah. I feel so with it now. <laughs> See, it doesn't matter that you don't know anyone from SNL. Yeah. I didn't know the second person you said from SNL either, so. Well, apparently nobody does. Okay, so, so <laughs> uh, this is my plug for John Mulaney because I have loved him for a long time. I'm a, kind of a comedy nerd, but he does this great television show on Netflix, a cartoon for grown-ups only, called uh, Big Mouth, and it's all Whoa. about the adolescent experience. I think we might have talked about it on the podcast yeah. before. You um, told, yeah, you recommended it. Yeah, so it's him and Nick Kroll, and it is very funny. So that is, I think, currently probably John Mulaney's, like, most popular credit. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't think any of us play games on our phones or iPads enough to make a good comparison Mm -hmm. to adult game apps. Like, I've played, I guess I've watched someone play Candy Crush. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, that sounds horrible. <laughs> what I have it to compare to. So I don't even feel, I I feel unable to compare it to anything except like Oregon Trail <laughs> and Tetris, which are the only video games that I've ever like gotten into in my life. I think in some ways that's apt because this is such a sort of low tech app experience because it's made for kids and because it's made on the fly as just a marketing tool um, Mm -hmm. that it does have more in common with those older games that were lower tech or like new games that are just very mind-numbing and low tech Mm -hmm. than it does with like your very complicated world building video games and apps so I thought it was a lot. I didn't look at it as an app. I looked at it how they combined all of Pilkney's universes into one, like under one umbrella. And it made me think of what DC and Marvel are doing with all their comic book franchises mm. and how they're combining all the franchises to make one big world. But I thought whereas DC and Marvel are able to combine all the superheroes to get something like the Justice League and they can get bigger bad guys and they can get more stakes and world troubles I thought combining all the Pilkney universes was just an easy way to do one advertisement for all the products so I that was my comparison that's a good one and it didn't seem like they really interacted very much I guess now I want to see the uh, super diaper baby Captain Underpants crossover event yeah (laughs) (laughs) we will be first in line to get tickets to that I'm sure (laughs) So is there an adult author's, along those same lines, is there an adult author's body of work that you'd like to wander through in an app, presumably one that was more geared towards adults? I thought maybe the Beat Poets. (laughs) Um, Right, elaborate. Because I love reading about that, like, scroungy, addled existence, but I don't want to get hooked on junk (laughs) to have to experience it. If there's an app where you can, like live that William S. Burroughs life <laughs> for a little bit. 
I would do it. I'd even pay $3.99 to download it. Wow. Are you listening, app developers? (laughs) (laughs) Amy, how about you? Well, so I went author like um, Charlene Harris or um, James Patterson, some of those authors that have done a really good job of like branding themselves and like Mm. cross products and I mean, some of those authors are really good at pushing out their brand. And that's what this made me think of, like on a yeah. juvenile level. Mm-hmm. So, what is Charlene Harris is the uh, Cookie Stackhouse woman, right? Yes, True Blood. Okay, I have so a soft spot. Does she have other like long running series then? She has like a lot of long running series, but none of them are quite as famous. Although, I guess Candace Bergen, Candace Cameron Bergen. The lady from Full House, mm-hmm. she did. She's like a detective, um, Aurora Tea Garden, and so she's. Hmm. They, I think Lifetime or one of those TV shows have started doing movies. So that's the only other one I think has been syndicated or bought movie rights. I listened to a ton of the True Blood books um, on audiobook just because I like to have something in my ears all the time. That's why I listen to so many podcasts. So do you think her other series would be good in a similar way? I haven't read any of the other series, but one of them is like a woman who like converses with the dead and that didn't really appeal to me. I thought about looking into the Aurora Tea Garden because I watched one of the movies and it was super cute. Like I was like, I paid the $3.99 on Amazon and watched it and I was pleased that my money was well spent. And that doesn't happen very often. I did not channel surf. I watched the whole thing. Um, so it, I, I don't, if you like the supernatural and the more edginess, I think is more with true blood. I think the other ones are much tamer, okay. like much more like your grandma or mom would read them. So the author I thought of, and please don't judge me, you guys, but <laughs> have you guys read the Outlander series of books? No, no. Okay. So there are these wildly popular historical fiction time travel romance novels and she's written eight maybe so far and uh the bulk of the books take place in the 18th century and I find myself going back to them a lot not for anything having to do with like the romance or really the plot but as a parent, I find it absurdly comforting to read like the little throwaway asides about how they're raising their children <laughs> because it just it gives you some perspective. Like in the 18th century, they just had stuff to get done. So they just tied their kid to the fence post while they were working. So they didn't toddle away. <laughs> I find myself thinking of that all the time. Like, oh, Jay, you could be tied to a fence, po- a fence post. I think I'm doing okay. So right, right. right. (laughs) (laughs) I would totally go in for an app that like, let me be like a freewheeling parent in the 1700s. Um, But the books are a lot of fun as is the series on stars if you ever get around to it. But that's like almost as big as Game of Thrones. I think it's got a really loyal following. Yeah, Yeah. I've read about it. I haven't watched it. Always an entertainment weekly. Yes, because there are some very attractive people in the television show. (laughs) So was it better when we were kids? We always ask ourselves this question, uh, but it doesn't sound... I mean, did you guys play a lot of computer games when you were growing up? No, No. just the ones I mentioned. Although, 
if there had been like a babysitter's club app or computer game when I was a kid, I would have played the hell out of that because I was like hungry for anything extra of the babysitter's club. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it was better when we were kids. I didn't feel like I was being straight up advertised to as much. It wasn't as target. The advertising wasn't as targeted mm-hmm. for sure. But actually, our generation was the first generation that was actively targeted to. That's why, like, Rainbow Bright was originally a Hallmark card, and they brought the toys to advertise to kids. And same with, like, He-Man. And, I mean, a lot of those were... Care Bears. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. We were, like, the first generation to be actively targeted. And then the ads would be specifically targeted to us during the shows, which is why it's now illegal to advertise for a toy that's being shown in a TV show. It is? Because it was too much for small. I thought so. I thought it was against the rules. Like, if you were watching He-Man, you couldn't advertise He-Man toys because apparently it was too much for small brains. Wow. I thought. But I could be wrong. But that's what I thought. I feel like there's no possible way that they don't advertise for Paw Patrol products during Paw Patrol. Have I just, like, supplied that in my brain? I don't think I don't think they do, though. There's tons of Paw Patrol merchandise, but I don't think they show the ads for it on. I guess they're like, we don't need ads. Our show is just like one constant (laughs) ad. (laughs) Or maybe it's food advertising. Something's illegal to do during children's programming, though. No, I I really believe that you're right. I believe that my brain has just supplied those advertisements. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe the thing is, when we were kids, it was still working to advertise during TV shows. And they didn't really need to do it or think about transferring it to the computer or a video game console to the extent that they do now. Mm-hmm. Because really, who watches ads anymore? Well, and I'm sure there's other kids like mine who don't really watch TV. Like, we don't have cable, which is part of it. And they just, they're not that interested. If they get screen time, they'd much rather be playing a video game or an app or right. not watching a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Would you guys ever play this app alone voluntarily? No. No. Yeah, no, I no. gotta go with you. I would rather play Candy Crush. Is Candy Crush fun? I mean, it's the exact same concept as like a Tetris or a okay. Snood. Was Snood a big thing when you were in college? No. Oh, I didn't even have a computer in college, you guys. I did not have a computer. I bought my first one freshman year. Yeah, <laughs> I had one by the time I was like a junior in college. But they had nice computer labs back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So none of us would ever play P- Planet Pilkey alone voluntarily. Sorry to Dave Pilkey. Uh, should we do 10 seconds on whether or not this is good for our kids? Sure. I don't I think I think there's nothing wrong with it. I'm fine if Nate wants to do the daily tasks. Yeah, I say, I don't have any issue with the kids doing that for their screen time. So mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah, I can't really contribute to this because Jay is too young to like even understand <laughs> how how that works. We're still working on like dragging puzzle pieces into the puzzle. But I don't know that I would encourage him to play it. But at a certain point, I don't know that I'll have any choice. I guess I would choose my veto power over something I actually objected to for violence or inappropriate language or something along those lines. So something like this that isn't necessarily a neg- it's not a positive, but it's not a negative. I just kind of let it slide because... Mm-hmm save my nose for the important things all right i think i know where this is heading but should we do ratings two amy so since i'm not the target audience i'm going four because my kids really liked it yeah but think about yourself don't think about your kids this is about you oh then a one (laughs) i really did not enjoy it 
asking for. Yeah. I really did not enjoy it. <laughs> I'm going for a one, too. Yeah, we don't think about our kids when we do ratings. It's just about us. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2, and a special thanks to our special guest, Amy, for being here. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and if you want to continue the conversation, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash myscreentime2. That's where you'll find out what we're covering in our next episode, when I can be bothered to post it, which I'm sorry, I just sometimes forget. <laughs> Tweet us with show or movie suggestions or general comments at, at myscreentime2. You can also email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. Our theme music was composed and performed by Deborah and her adorable children, and our podcast is produced by me, Katie. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by parents. What's your deepest, darkest secret? No, really, I'm not recording anymore.